Hey everybody, this is John. Just a quick message before the show today. We had some interesting audio issues when we were recording with Lori. It doesn't take away from the conversation, but every once in a while you may hear a weird noise, a bump, a skip, something that you may not have heard on our show before. Wendy and I really pride ourselves on the audio quality of the social hour. We work really hard at it, and we're in the process now of testing some different tools so that we can get better and have the best product out there for you. Now, again, it doesn't detract from our conversation with Lori. We had an awesome conversation. I know you're going to enjoy it. But just wanted to give you that heads up before we start. So, again, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 34. John and Wendy talk to Lori Rudiman. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? I'm well. I'm exhausted. Yes, I would bet you are. We're, we're it's been a busy back, month. We're peeling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we're recording at the end of August, uh, when, and the show comes out obviously a little bit later, but I've uh, been traveling every week this month. Mostly for work, work, day work kind of stuff. However, last week I had the amazing opportunity to go to South Dakota. It was my first time there. And lo and behold, I, after all the airline troubles I had, thanks American <laughs> and thanks for my free Coke Zero while I waited in O'Hare. But then I got to, I got to Sioux Falls and Wendy was there. Yep. We had a blast. We had a blast. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Went out to Brookings. I got to have dinner. I got to meet all of Wendy's family. And then we went and drank beer at the local brew eponymous, which was awesome. Yes. And they had beer bingo. Oh, come on now. It was fantastic. <laughs> I won a hat. It was it was gorgeous. It was just a yeah. super fun. And then I uh, had a chance to speak at the Brookings Chamber of Commerce, uh, Wendy and the Bara group, the, the local mm-hmm. Sherm chapter, partnering with the chamber and doing bacon and business. How can you not like that? I mean, it was oh, exactly. Super there will fun. be T-shirts soon. There oh, will be. <laughs> awesome logo, but no, the, had a great audience there. And then uh, once we left Brooklyn, went back to Sioux Falls, where I had the opportunity to speak at the Win and Workforce Development event that the uh, Forward South or Forward Sioux Falls Group and uh, uh, Economic Development Board had put together. Uh, wow, uh, Wendy, I don't know about you. I mean, it, it was their first time. They had 300 people there. Uh, I got a chance to, to visit a little bit with Steve Gilland, which was tremendous. Uh, tremendous opportunity. And then I spoke to an audience of probably about a hundred and quarter, 110, 100 and a quarter standing mm-hmm. room only. Uh, fantastic people. Everybody stayed, which is always nice, uh, <laughs> but just uh, a lot of great conversation afterwards. I got to see a couple other very fine speakers as well. And, you know, had a chance to visit with the folks there and just let them know that, you know, wow, for a first time event, I thought they just did a wonderful job and was, it was super fun. And then, uh, that night, uh, was all well and good until the fire alarm at 4:45 local time. Uh, yeah, thankfully I'm on Eastern hashtag time and I woke Adventures up. with John. Hashtag Adventures with John. Yeah. But I made it back home. I got. I didn't miss a flight. Wendy was texting me going, "Hey, you know, hope hope you don't have any issues." Literally, flew out Sioux Falls, hit O'Hare, got walked from one gate to the next. It just yes. worked out perfectly. It was so much fun. Loads of fun. It really was. So, sh- shall we get to it? <laughs> I think it's time. So I just want to go on record in saying that our guest tonight beguiles me like no one else in the <laughs> HR business. Uh, one day I absolutely want to scream and holler how much I 
appreciate and enjoy and agree with her. And the next day I want to scream, what are you thinking? And I just don't get it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, super excited to have our guest with us and uh, I will, uh, I'll let you make the introduction <laughs> <laughs> and we can get started from there. Well, so excited to welcome Lori Rudiman to our show tonight. Been following Lori for some time on Twitter. She is a writer, speaker, and entrepreneur, HR expert, podcaster at Let's Fix Work, curator of Best HR Books. That doesn't roll off the tongue very easily, but it is there. Highly recommend you get uh, check that out. So Lori, welcome to the show. And our first question is, what's in your glass? Well, um, actually, nothing is in my glass right now because I just finished dinner. But if there was something that could be in my glass, it would be champagne. I miss oh. it. I love it. I'm a champagne girl, not a beer girl, unfortunately, oh. like the two of you. A little heavy for me. You know, I'm five feet tall. I can't save my liquor. <laughs> but um, I love a nice, cold glass of champagne oh, oh. on a hot afternoon. It's perfect, perfect. Yes. But I'm trying to get into shape. And so I've, uh, I'm semi-retired from the alcohol game right now, and you're killing me. You're killing me uh, with all your, you know, I know you guys love beer, so <laughs> I, I would drink that right now. Well, you know, the healthiest alcohol is champagne. It is, it's the lowest calorie. So um, I also, I enjoy a nice bubbly wine. So uh -huh. I, I keep that, uh, keep that in the um, back of the game when I've had a, too, a few too many heavy, dark beers and I need a break from that. So right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to be here, you guys. I'm so honored and I'm so excited. You both are known for your awesome and amazing podcast. And so I'm hoping to pick up some tips and tricks tonight. You're too kind. You're too kind, Lori. Yeah, yes. I mean it. Well, I have to say it may not be champagne, but Miller is the champagne of beers. Oh, ooh. Hey, come on. It was it was good enough at Sherm 18 to be served at the at, at the reception. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Classy. Classy. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lori, again, so happy that you're with us tonight. And for those that don't know your backstory, how in the world did you get started in a career in HR? Yeah, it's a real boring answer. I needed a summer <laughs> job and I went to my school and said, I'm not going to go to law school. I'm going to have a degree in English. Do you have any internships for me? And they said, well, we've got this job, this opening. Somebody in the religious studies department has a cousin who knows of an opening for an unfilled internship at Leaf Candy Company in St. Louis, Missouri. And that was uh, like May of 1995. And I worked consistently in corporate human resources from May of 1995 through August of 2007 without breaking. I mean, it was just like a wow. nonstop HR thing. And so, you know, that's not an insignificant career. That's 12 years in corporate HR. And I still to this day remember trying to explain to my grandmother and to my mom what HR actually did. <laughs> and they were just thrilled that I had a job where I could sit down and there was air conditioning. Like that was the American dream for my family, you know? So HR could have been accounting, could have been marketing. They didn't care. I wasn't right. in a factory. I wasn't risking my life for my work. So they were proud. So yeah, that's how I got started. <laughs> that, that's awesome. It sounds very familiar too. Well, that beats what my mom has been saying for the last almost 20 years about me. No. What does she say? Well, she says I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Totally oh, yeah, fair. absolutely. Especially when I got into labor and was doing that type of work. She said I just like put my boots up on the table and talk to the guys in the union. That's so. right. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you know, when I left the world of human resources and started blogging and writing, I tried to explain to my grandmother what I did for a living, and it didn't make any sense to her, and yeah. nor should it, right? I mean, none right. of this makes sense. But she used to tell people that I did Facebook. Like, Lori does Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, not wrong, Grandma, not wrong at all. I do do some Facebook, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, I love it. So anyway, well, um, my career in human resources ended in 2007 professionally, but since that time, I've still stayed current in the field. I've tried to, you know, remain a consultant and advisor. I work with HR technology companies, and I do a little bit of this and that to pay my mortgage, but my primary passion is communicating about the world of work and making work more fair and equitable for women and protected minorities, and I'm kind of obsessed with that. I've been obsessed with it for a long time, so... That's the thread that comes out in my blog and my podcast and, you know, in long form writing. I used to write for the conference board and I just really have a passion for um, amplifying good ideas and telling stories for people who don't have a platform like mine. I love it. So talking about a little bit about your time in corporate HR, you did spend some time there, uh, like you said. What are some of the key ideas that you learned from your time and how has that kind of shaped what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, um, I ended my career at a really big company and doing HR at a very big company, I had these assumptions that um, there was going to be a core HR function and everybody was going to listen to human resources and we were going to come in and right, yeah, I didn't know, I yep. had no idea. And what I really understood was that the best HR was the lightest HR and that for the most part, people are adults and can, if you believe in them, take care of themselves. And so it was our responsibility at Pfizer to make sure there were good programs, good practices, but we let leaders lead and we let managers manage. And that meant, you know, H it wasn't HR first, it was business first. And it was a really good understanding of how if I just shut my mouth and watch things play out, generally speaking, it ended up being okay. So I, I learned to trust the system in a lot of ways. And so now when I want to jump in on things and have an opinion, I, I learned to back off, right? Because mm -hmm. not everybody needs a big sister. Not everybody needs HR. Nice. Huh. I like that. Yeah. Well, I guess that gives us time for those that really do need the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> gives gives us time. I think, you know, one of the other things that um, I had at Pfizer, when I worked at Pfizer, and even at Monsanto and some other companies, I had time for professional development because I wasn't micromanaging other people's careers. I could do cool things like I could learn how to blog or I could go to conferences. And it's amazing what you can do when you're not worried about someone else's career and you're worried about your own. So because of that, I was able to fulfill that kind of idea of doing a side hustle. I'm like, you know what? My team's got it. Why don't I learn this thing called social media back in 2004? Why don't I learn about blogging? And because I invested in myself, a whole second career kind of opened to me. It was great. That is awesome. Well, speaking of blogging and social media and the things that you got into, I, th I think it's very fair to say, Lori, that you were truly an early adopter. You know, I was using social for fun stuff way back, but didn't think about it for my HR career, as it were, at the time. But talk to us a little bit about as far as being that early adopter and the experiences and how how you kept at it when I'm sure there was difficulty in some of the things that you were doing. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to do it. You know, back in 2004, I had discovered this website called Blogspot. It might have been Blogger then. I don't know what it was called, but it was nothing. And I only discovered it because a boyfriend that I had for 90 days sent me a link and said, 
I'm blogging. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you, you think you're blogging. I'm going to blog better. And so from there, a career in 2004 was born. And I remember the CIO and the CTO of Pfizer asking me questions like, Lori, you're young. Have you heard of this thing called Twitter or Facebook in like 2006? I'm like, oh, snap, I better pretend like I don't know because I don't want the, you know, the gig to be spoiled. <laughs> so for me, in those early days, it was all about being anonymous and kind of having a shtick and protecting my identity. And over the years, I've come to discover that the best thing I could do for myself is be myself online, be authentic, speak in my own voice. I don't know, trust my own intuition. And nobody's going to die. I'm never going to get fired for a job, especially because I have good intent, right? I see so many HR professionals out there trying to um, create a name for themselves and using like a moniker or um, a sticky kind of thing. And I want to tell them, honey, drop it. Just be you. <laughs> like, we want to hear your real voice. We don't want to hear about, you know, waffles. We don't want to hear about beer, or bacon. I mean, we do, but we want to hear about it in a broader context. You don't have to be HR this or HR that. Just be you and trust that your ideas are going um, to resonate. What I've really learned is, man, authenticity, it's just it. That's your credibility on the internet. If you don't have it or if you're too scared, maybe it's not your time to be on the internet just yet. I really Amen. like that. And that's, you know, a lot of, I think what John and I do too, is, you know, being ourselves, putting our, our own self out there. So if you see, if you see us out and about who you're listening to is exactly who you're going to see. And John and I, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, you know, no, we're not going to agree with everything that Lori puts out, even if we like her and we think she's awesome because she's putting her own self out there and we're not going to agree with people 100% of the time. I have to tell you, the biggest piece of feedback I get is, Lori, I love the fact that you write, and I don't always agree with you, but I love the voice and the passion. And my answer is, great, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Like, I love to, um, you know, present a point of view, and I feel like my points of view are researched, reasoned. I spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to write about. I don't expect everybody to agree with me, but what I would really love for people to do is to take that energy that they have in disagreeing with me and then write something really great. You know, write, yeah. write a great response, be provocative, be interesting. When I see that I am so, um, I'm flattered and I'm blown away when people disagree with me. I love it because it means that I've done my job in this little mm -hmm. community that we have. John, I've poked you enough that it bugs you and you're <laughs> going to say something. I love that. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it on a podcast more than likely and not write it, but, you know, same idea. I, I know I'm a piece of work. I know. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, Lori, I, I, you know, as I said, I think the authenticity is so key. Exactly. And yeah. You have it. And again, we may not agree all the time. I may not agree with you. I respect that you're doing it and I appreciate that you're doing it because I like being challenged. I need to be challenged. No, well, you don't agree with your significant others, your colleagues, oh, your coworkers exactly. all the time. So why would you want to do that with someone online, you know, who's writing a blog? If you just read the same thing over and over again, you wouldn't keep coming back. So you guys, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate that. <laughs> like all six of my readers. It's awesome. All Great. of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Lori, you recently started a podcast called Let's Fix Work. And I absolutely love it. Um, always, I look forward to it on Mondays coming out. And I, I have to uh, download the latest one and, and, um, and listen. But we've touched on the topic 
a little bit, but let's talk about the actual medium. Let's talk about podcasting itself. What do you like about sharing content this way? Well, I like that I'm not the star of something, and I, I'm using air quotes with that, but I love how podcasting allows me to amplify good ideas or tell stories in a different way, but it's really hard because I'm chatty and I wander in my language. I already know I do this. <laughs> so um, podcasting has been a challenge for me, and I've actually played with a couple different formats where I've done interviews, I've done excerpts, and now what I'm trying to do is ask really good questions and then edit myself out. So in the next couple of weeks, I'll just have people maybe telling their own stories and there's a little bit of my voice, but the less I appear in my own podcast, I think the better it is. That's my working <laughs> theory right now. So yeah, but um, my next guest coming up is Patty McCord from former, formerly of Netflix, and she's just got really great ideas about business and HR and the world, and I don't want to get in the way of that story. So yeah. Sure. I like that. That's, that's a neat idea. Well, I don't have a great partner like John either. <laughs> you guys are buddies. Nice that, it's nice to have that give and take, and it's uh, it's interesting. So, well, by um, the way, uh, since I'm learning yeah. about something, what do you guys like about podcasting? What what <laughs> makes it so fun for you? For me, it's all about the intimacy level that you're able to create. Most people are going to be listening on headphones or in their car, like Steve Brown does. Hi, Steve. But you know, there's a, a more intimate uh, setting. And, you know, in the long term, you get to develop those relationships. People get to know you. And it's honestly, it was really humbling to go to, to Sherm National this year. And people are running up and, and talking to us and letting us know how much they liked the show and wanted to take pictures. I mean, come on, really? A picture <laughs> with me? Like, that's just crazy. So it, it really is. It's just a different platform and a very intimate platform. And I, I love it because of that and the fact that people can come back and hear people like you and, and those other people, I'm trying to get out of the show as much as I can and let those people be heard. So yeah, I'm just a, I'm a big fan and it's not just for HR. It's podcasting in general. Just love the, the media and all the things that, that, are, that have come out of it. You know, I, I listen to a lot of shows. I get a lot of windshield time and have experienced so many amazing things and heard so many amazing things from so many different people in so many different ways I just love it, and I'm so glad we're part of it. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah, it's it's that intimacy, and I, you know, from from my perspective, I really like the the Q and A formats where you get to not just learn about the speaker and their ideas, but meeting all sorts of other people from all over the place. I just uh, most Absolutely. of the podcasts that I listen to have um, that kind of format. And interestingly enough, my husband and I are currently taking a five-week podcasting course online, which I'll have to send to you, Lori, because it's oh, free. Yeah. And he's starting a, a podcasting class at the university. Um, he teaches journalism. And so he's getting into that. And we're both really enjoying this Q&A format and how do you ask a good question and, and putting those things together to make your, your guest into the focal point of your, um, of your conversation. So I'm going to have to point, I'm going to have to ask him about your method of taking yourself out of the actual interview and doing it that way. So I think that's, that's fascinating. I, you did it. Did you do it with Robin? Um, I did do it with Rob. I started okay. down that road with Robin because Robin had such really great things to say. And I wanted to make sure that she, um, and her ideas were first and foremost, and that I wasn't like, 
Lori Superstar, Lori HR Famous Nerd, you know, it was Robin's really great platform. And the more I can do to advocate on behalf of Robin and some of my other friends with really great ideas, I want to do that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, it was really cool. It it took me off guard at first. And then as the podcast went on, it was like, okay, I I see what she's doing. I kind of like this. This is, it's a different way of doing it. So kudos. You know, it's all about experiments. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. So our first question is, do you remember how you first connected with us? Um, I don't, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do remember meeting John at Sherm in Chicago when I was there for like 10 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll rectify that soon. I'm hoping to get to work human this year. Question. Oh, Fingers I hope, crossed. I hope you do. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to have you there. That'd be great. Yeah. Lori, how's networking affected you in your career and what's been a really effective way for you when it comes to networking? Yeah, you know, early on, um, I was kind of shy. I'm not really good in a room. A lot of people wouldn't believe that about me, but I go into a room and I'm little and it's overwhelming, you know, when you're five feet tall and everybody's as tall as your parents. It's crazy. I'm better with like two or three people. And if I don't push myself to network and go out there, I would just stay home all the time. Like, I'm in my pajamas right now. I've been in my pajamas since six o'clock, right? I don't need to go anywhere. But I think social media actually enabled me to stay home a little bit more. And so over the past couple of years, I've at least been trying to go to local networking events, meeting people in real life. But I'm really good. Like if I'm with two or three people, I can hold a conversation. But anything more than that is still very difficult for me. But getting out there in real life, there's no, I'm sure everybody says this to you, but there's no substitution. You've got to go where people are. You've got to establish relationships. And I've also uh, been working on shutting up and listening because <laughs> you can tell I like to talk. So um, asking a good question and letting people answer has been kind of uh, something I've been doing for personal growth. So, yeah, I'm like embarrassed. I got feedback that I don't shut up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I hate being um, self-deprecating like I am and also self-aware. It's like a one-two punch. I'm like, I know I don't shut up. I know I'm awful. (laughs) And it's not that I'm awful. It's just that I need to practice more. So I'm practicing. Active listening. Active listening. Yeah. Lori, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? Yeah, well, I'm old school when it comes to HR Insights. So um, one of the uh, most important people in my professional development is Chris Dunn. So if he's not blogging every day, I think like something's gone wrong. You know, like he's just been putting great content out there for over a decade. So I follow Chris Dunn. I follow Tim Sackett. But I also like Sarah Morgan. I think she's really great. I like the Zarina of HR, Janine, you know. I still go to Victorio for insights on the world of HR at the intersection of like politics and power. So I don't know, but there's one woman I really love and I don't know that a lot of people know her, although maybe they do. Her name is Franny Oxford. Do you know her? Yes. Don't know her personally, but I definitely know who she is. Absolutely. Franny is old school. She's been around forever. And whenever I have a question about, is this right? Is this wrong? or I'd love some deeper insight, Franny is the person I go to. So, yeah. And, I mean, I read all day long. I, You know, I read the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Time Magazine, but they don't have HR insights, so I still go to our community, to the HR tribe, right, to people who use the hashtag HR positive because I want to know what's happening within the community. So, Lori, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? What do you like to do there? 
Well, I'm glad you asked that. One of the things I love doing right now is having a book club. Holy smokes, this thing is awesome. I am meeting HR professionals from around the world. So we've developed a website. We've got a Facebook group. We have an email list. We've got social properties. And the amount of insight I get around HR books and like what's good and what sucks and then the amount of collaboration I'm able to have with the community, it's just been fantastic. So, And I'm not making a penny on it, so it's definitely a not-for-profit, yes. <laughs> Lori, I have to tell you, the book you sent me arrived this weekend, and I can't wait to crack it open. Oh, I'm it so glad. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Media so mail excited. moves quickly. Oh, my goodness, I'm impressed. It does. <laughs> I'll tell you, at first, I was going broke mailing these books out to people, you know, like I'd I'd stick them in like priority mail. And then somebody said, why don't you use media mail? Like, does that still exist? And so (laughs) I I really want to make sure that books don't just die in my office and I can send them out. And so that's part of also the impetus behind having a book club. I get sent books from publishers every day and I want to be able to share the good stuff and again, amplify good stories. So yeah, the book club has been fun. It's awesome. All right. Favorite movie? Oh, I have an easy answer for this, but not many people have seen this movie. I bet it's called Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks oh, and sure. Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Do you know that movie? Oh, I my God. do. Love it. It's, oh, it's Albert Brooks and who's who's the gal? Well, Joaquin? Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Rip Torn is in mm-hmm. it. He's an old timey actor. And that movie is about about the afterlife. And it's just sweet and charming and funny and clever. And I've just loved it since the 90s. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen or thought of that in years, but I remember it. That my was, number one. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. How about your favorite musician or band? Well, I am super fickle. You know, when I was growing up, I, my parents raised me on Jethro Tull and Pink Floyd and The Who. And so when I wanted to rebel, I listened to Duran Duran and Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't rebel because my parents were insane. You know, there was like nothing they hadn't done. So I'm like, all right, I'll just like English bands. But as I got older, I lived in Chicago and I loved Chicago industrial music. And so, you know, Nine Inch Nails was a really big band back then. And so I love that Nine Inch Nails is having a rebirth because I get to live out my youth in the 90s all over again. So I'm going to see <laughs> Nine Inch Nails in New Orleans around Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. Nice. I have not seen them since 2006. So right now, oh, wow. that might be my favorite band. But man, I'm very active on Spotify. I love getting music recommendations. If people out there have a band to recommend, I would love to hear it. So what are you guys listening to? I'll put it in Spotify right now. You got a recommendation for me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm listening to more podcasts than anything else. I'm a big Rush fan, as most people know. Uh, Yeah, that's... (laughs) I don't know. I, I remember the Rush, and only because the only two people I know who like Rush are my husband and this guy, Doug Shaw. Oh, Doug Shaw and Kevin Grossman, like, and Steve Brown. Oh, and Kevin and Grossman. Davies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we have we have Rush Saturday on <laughs> on Twitter, and absolutely, there's quite a few yeah, fans. Right? Yes. So yeah, no, I'm a big Rush fan though. No, and, no, know. no women. No women like yeah, Rush. Yes, yes, there are women. Marsha Lacey is a, a part of Rush Saturday. So oh. there you go. No. And, you know, I guess I'm also a fan of Ben Folds. You know, he's probably. More contemporary, I guess. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. do you like any ba- any bands from the century, John? Well, yeah, Ben Folds. <laughs> yeah. I, I count him as well, you know twice yeah. twenty years. Yeah, yeah. He's the century. Yeah. How about you, Wendy? You got anybody? I I'm a big uh, Bare Naked Ladies fan, 
And uh, right now, my husband and I are debating whether or not it's a good idea for us to go see uh, Stephen Page in Minneapolis on a Sunday evening. Uh, It's about a four-hour drive. So Yeah, what are you going to do that Monday? My goodness, you're going to have to take that Monday off. Yeah, well, and as he's a professor, he doesn't get days off, so he's trying to figure out if he can cancel that class and another he's got already canceled one monday class this because he has tickets to a vikings packers game so i see a priority um, list here priority <laughs> list yes we shall see we shall see so nice, nice, nice. Yeah. well thanks for the recommendation guys yeah uh, how about a favorite tv show yeah i actually like this tv show out now called insecure it's on HBO and it's on season three and I've been watching it from the beginning and it just follows a, a group of young women. Well, not young. They're in their late twenties, early thirties um, and their trials and tribulations in Los Angeles. And it's um, kind of like a modern version of girls or sex in the city, but it's better. <laughs> I like it. So. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Lori, as I try to find connection I'll be honest, I don't really know Insecure. I don't know. I, I, just, I really remember the uh, Albert Brooks movie. But, uh, wow, Nine Inch Nails. Is that, like, just Trent Reznor? Like, what is that? No. I mean, he's, no. It's Trent yeah. Reznor with, like, a backup band. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, know, well, he's... fair enough. Well, when you're not doing those things, what else do you like to be doing outside of work? Yeah, well, um, I used to be a long-distance runner, and so I'm really trying to regain that part of my life back, and so I've been running more and trying to get back into shape, and my husband and I just, we live near an art museum, and so we're members there, so we're big patrons over there, and I've always got something going on with, like, animal rescue and my cats, and but what you hear from me is like a theme, right? I'm never more than 15 minutes away from my house <laughs> unless I'm traveling. You know, <laughs> When I'm home, I really love to be home. I really enjoy it. I really love my life here. And I love my little family that I've created with my husband. So, yeah, we just try to have a little cozy life here. Awesome. I yeah. love it. And so finally, if you weren't doing what you're doing now with you know, you're doing a lot, which is awesome in the HR realm. What kind of profession or what area of the world do you think you would be working in? Well, I will tell you, when I was younger, I had a dream of being a weather woman, like a weather girl, right? This is like something that I really wanted to do. And I think if I had to do it all over again, I would pursue something in meteorology or, you know, broadcast journalism, because I always felt like the weather that's what people watch the news for. You know? So I love, I love politics. I like sports. I'm sports topical. I know enough about sports to have a conversation, but I really like the weather. I'm like obsessed with it. So I might go back and study that. There you go. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. talks about the weather. You can always have a conversation with somebody about it. So. Absolutely. I'd love to be like a weather girl in like some beach town where it's always there beautiful, you, you know, and then I could like have my animal rescue stuff on. Like I can have the dog of the day. I have a whole <laughs> fantasy about this that's playing out in my head right now. That's kind of weird. But yeah, definitely the weather on local TV. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're glad, Lori, that you are not necessarily doing weather work cannot thank you enough for taking part tonight again you you beguile me like nobody else i wouldn't have it any other way i just so much respect what you do and how you do it um and again just really appreciate you being able to be with us so for those listeners that don't know you which i would be surprised but if they don't this is your chance to let them know how to get a hold of you how to find the podcast anything and everything you want them to know this is your chance 
Well, I want to thank you both for having me on today. I think it's really important that this community stay connected, stay social. Back when I started blogging and outing myself in public, I used to get made fun of. Like, oh, she's got a blog. She's stupid. I can't believe she likes Twitter. And this was from HR professionals who now today see the value of social media. So I would encourage people out there to connect, to produce content, to stay relevant, to push the edges and really make good on something that was hard fought in the early days. And if you want to connect with me, if you would love an opportunity to like learn a little about a bit about what I do, and I don't know why I awkwardly said all of that, <laughs> I can be found at L Rudiman, which nobody can spell, but you can you can actually type in a hack, which is worklifecats.com, and you will find me. That will bring you to my webpage. So worklifecats is the easiest way to find me. And I believe in this HR community. I love it. I, I really think there's just so much potential and anything I can do to support any of you out there. If you want me to share ideas, you want me to share your work, all you have to do is ask and I'm your champion. And I mean it. Well, we will be sure to add all of that to the show notes. Yes. And again, we just appreciate, appreciate Perfect. that. So, Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Best way always is Twitter. I am Wendell93. Uh, you also reach me on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. Always happy to connect on LinkedIn as well. Just uh, add a little note saying you listen to the podcast. And, of course, uh, every fourth Sunday of the month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. with the hashtag HRSocialHour for our monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? You can always find me on Twitter, John, J-O-N underscore Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. Always happy to connect on LinkedIn. If you would, just send me a note and let me know you found us through the podcast or chat. I appreciate it. If you have a comment or question about the show or monthly chat, send us an email, hrsocialhourpodcast at gmail.com. You can also always find us on Facebook if you search the HR Social Hour. You can find the show at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Podchaser, hrpodcasters.com, Google Play, and Spotify. And as always, if you like what you hear, rate and review helps us more than you'll ever know. So again, Lori, we just thank you so much for being with us tonight. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. 